0: Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Persuaded by Love. I am your host, Samuel Liriano. Thank you once again for joining me. So let's jump right in. This episode is named Who's Strengthening You? I'll be reading from the first book of Thessalonians, chapter 3, verses 2 to 3, 5. 7, 10 and 12 to 13 New Living Translation. Verse 2 And we sent Timothy to visit you. He is our brother and our and God's co-worker in the proclaiming the good news of Christ. We sent him to strengthen you to encourage you in your faith. 3. And to keep you from being shaken by the troubles you were going through. But you know that we are destined for such troubles. 5. That is why when I could bear it no longer, I sent Timothy to find out whether your faith was still strong. I was afraid that the tempter has gotten the best of you and that our work has been useless. 7. 7. So we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith. 10. Night and day we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again, to fill the gaps in your faith. 12. And may the Lord make your love for one another. And for all people grow and overflow just as our love for you overflows. 13 may he as a result make your heart strong blameless and holy as you stand before our God father when our Lord Jesus comes again with all his holy people amen There are four key takeaways I have for today's verses. 1. We need God's co workers. 2. The tempter will bring troubles. 3. We need prayer. 4. Love one another. In the first book of Thessalonians, chapter 2, verses 4. Paul reminds himself about his prior visit to the people of Thessalonia, and that during his visit he delivered the living word of God to the people. In thinking fondly about the church in Thessalonia, Paul is wondering how the people are holding up since his last visit with them. We see in first book of Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 2 to 3 that Paul sent Timothy to inquire about their faith not only was Paul sending Timothy to visit but to encourage and strengthen them verse 2 says and we sent Timothy to visit you he is our brother and God's co-worker in proclaiming the good news of Christ he sent Him to strengthen you, to encourage you in your faith. How many times we believers come to faith, but we don't surround ourselves with the co-workers of God. God made us to hunger for Him. But God doesn't want us to live our faith alone. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. Did you catch that last sentence? For they can help each other succeed. Paul didn't want the church or the people who are new to the faith to fail in their walk with Jesus. He didn't want God's word to be void from the last time he was there. In Matthew chapter 13 verses 4 to 8 says, As he scattered them across his field, some seed fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shadow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, roots, they died. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, even 100 times as much as has been planted. Jesus is saying that those who listen to the word of God, but through lack and trials of life the word of god becomes fruitless in them but jesus also explains what happens when his words are of his words of life are applied verse 8 says that they produce crops and in verses verses 18 to 23 <clears throat> jesus plainly explains his parable Listen to the the explanation from Jesus. Now listen to this explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represent those who hear God's word. but All too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, and the lure of wealth, though so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a 100 times as much as has been planted. <clears throat> by Paul sending Timothy to the church in Thessalonians, he is saying to them, and to us today, who are you listening to? Who's encouraging you? Where is your faith standing on? Paul wants for the church and the people to succeed. Just as Jesus seeks we become fruitful and produce crops, we are to be strengthened in God and share the love of God to others. We are never meant to do life alone. Paul knew that the tempter would come along and bring trouble, cause doubt or division within the church and within ourselves. To combat the fiery flames of the devil against the church Paul would send Timothy to not only encourage them but to strengthen their faith. Verse 5 Paul says that is why when I could bear it no longer, I sent Timothy to find out whether your faith was still strong. I was afraid that the tempter had gotten the best of you and that our work has been useless. Verse 3 states, And to keep you from being shaken by the troubles you are going through, but you know we are destined to such trouble. Paul says we are destined for trouble. Whether you believe it, being in church, and a believer in Christ does not guarantee us a trouble-free life. The tempter, or the devil, seeks to separate, separate us and single us out so he can strike. It is easier to strike one than to try to take on two or more at a time. John 10:10 10, 10 says, "The thief's purpose is to steal, kill and destroy. But God had, but God always has our backs. In Timothy chapter 18 verse 20, the Bible says, "But when two or more gather as my followers, I am there among them. Why did Paul want to check how the church in Thessalonians was doing? Because he knew where two or more gather, the great I Am is among them. And with God in their presence, God's power would defeat the tempter. But notice also that Paul didn't wait for the report, but sent Timothy to encourage and strengthen their faith. Waiting causes doubt, lack, and separation. Waiting opens the door to the tempter to enter and bring trouble. Being part of church, seeking God, being a good Christian will not deflect the tempter. In verse 3, it says, But know we are destined for such troubles. Listen to, listen to Jesus' word in John chapter 15 verses 18 to 20. It says, If we, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally, they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. Paul knew as believers we would face resistance in our life or may slip and fall on the path of righteousness. And And we will not only need God's help, but each other other believers to encourage and strengthen each other in verse 10 Paul says night and day we pray earnestly for you James chapter 5 verse 16 states confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power produces wonderful results. Did you catch that? Prayer has power and produces results. Remember Matthew 18:20, when we gather, the great I am, our gracious heavenly power of God is there. There is a real enemy trying to break and defeat us. If we stand alone, we will fall. But when two or more gather, we will stand strong in the power of Christ. That, that is why Paul says we need to love one another. We cannot strengthen or encourage each other if we don't have love in our hearts for each other. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 says, If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but do not love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Look back at first Thessalonians chapter three verse thirteen. It says May He as a result make your heart strong, blameless, and holy, as you stand before God our Father, when our Lord Jesus comes again with all his holy people. Amen. Love will make your heart strong, blameless, and holy. We love because God loved us first and taught us to love. God is love. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16 says, God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in you. Paul didn't just want to spread the gospel and start a church. But wanted us to know God. To know love. To know the strength and power of God when we put God in the middle of it all. Ask yourself, who's encouraging you? Who's strengthening you? Who are you loving? Remember remember today's key points. One, we need each other. Two, the tempter is real. Three We need prayer. For we need love. I'll leave you with this thought. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 30 it says. It was by faith. That the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days. And the walls came crashing down. The people of Israel couldn't do it alone they needed everyone marching their faith may have been weak but each time they walked around the wall they prayed together and encouraged and strengthened their faith and on the seventh day the power of god was among them that with a great shout the walls of discouragement the walls of lack the walls of fear Came crumbling down what was impossible by human standards became possible through faith in God finally in first John chapter 5 verse 5 it says and all who can win this battle against the world only those who believe that Jesus is the son of God. I chose the title Who's Strengthening You? Because as I read these words, I said, Who is strengthening me? Who am I leaning on? And you look at Paul, he wanted not just the church but the people to lean on God. He wanted them not to lose their faith, not to lose their belief in God when life got difficult. And that's why he said, I'm going to send Timothy. And he was like, I can't wait. I can't wait. I got to send Timothy. Can't wait for the report. I can't wait what's going to happen down the road. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in life. I can't wait what's going to happen in my job. I can't wait to see what's going to happen with my family. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the government. I can't wait to see what's going to go on in any situation. We need to go and bring it to God. But God God also says, we can't do this alone. We need other believers or as I said, other co-workers in God help us together well remember one alone can be easily defeated but two or more it says god is there in their midst so that's why my question to you is who is strengthening you and who's encouraging you if your world is being strengthened by the world by money by finances by materialism then we need to reassess our life. Reassess our thinking. Reassess who are we really trusting in. Because if we trust in the world, if we trust in money, if we trust in anything else, we will surely fail and fall. That's guaranteed through the God, through the living, through the living word of God It says that we will fail. But God says, trust in Him. And He doesn't promise that we will be trouble free you read it today that nothing we do is going to be trouble free that we will face difficulties Jesus said they hated me first so they will hate you he's telling us that we will face difficult times in life but fear not for the Lord has conquered the world There's nothing that can stop God. There's a song, there's a verse in a song that says, what I'm scared of is scared of you, God. See, so whatever may fill my heart with fear, doubt, anxieties, or worries, it's afraid of God. Because God defeats all. And he wants us to continue to not lose our faith in the difficulties of this life. Let's look to God and surround ourselves with the believers of God. We're never meant to do this life alone. So Let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in Jesus' righteous, holy name, I thank you for this opportunity you have given us. To open up our hearts and minds to you to realize, Lord Jesus, how much we need you. And to realize who's encouraging us, who's strengthening us. Are we gonna let the world strengthen us and encourage us? Or are we gonna let you, Lord Jesus, strengthen, and encourage us. I pray, dear Lord, for those struggling with encouragement and lack of strength, that, Lord, you may meet them where they need to be met, and that you may send them the right people in their lives, and that, Lord Jesus, you guide us into the path of your will and your righteousness, that you, Lord Jesus, may fill us with your Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit, may you open up our hearts and minds and ears. Be attentive to our Lord and Savior Jesus' word. That we be like Samuel and say, Lord, speak, for your servant is listening. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And may you help those in need this very moment you guide those that don't know where to go or where to begin. That you may show them the path. May you show them your word. May you guide them in love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I thank you once again for joining us for another episode of Persuaded by love. I have been your host, Samuel Liriano. See you next time.